0: Side hustle ideas to make money online from a home so that you have more money to invest and compound and create generational wealth for your kids and grandkids and whoever you want to leave a legacy for. We have Nick Loper, Chief Side Hustler at SideHustleNation.com.
1: A one minute video, but still gets thousands and thousands of views but also has this viral element where you can start to show up in the sidebar. You can start to show up in these suggested videos. The true passive income that I have is dividend stocks. It's investment.
0: Nick, I'm super excited to have you here at the Investiva Movement.
1: What's going on? Thanks for having me.
0: Super excited. So, Nick, I know that you've like at some point, we were talk about, talking about talking a little bit before, you have had like so many side hustles in the past, like at, at points, maybe 10 to 12 side hustles at once. But we want to just like kind of tap into different kinds of side hustles that people can like kind of easily get into to generate sort of streams of income because, you know, multiple revenue streams are key to wealth. So can you give us, let's say, five easy side hustles anybody can do from home to just make those streams to add to their revenue streams?
1: All right, let's do this. Let's, so we got five to go through here. We're going to go no particular order, but one of the most common paths, in fact, the most common paths out of all the 400 plus side hustle show guests is that they started with a service-based business. And it's not necessarily where they ended up, but that's how they started. And the beef against service. I don't want to trade time for money. I get it. I get it. I get it. But you have the advantage of having low overhead and you can start with the skills you already have and the network you already have. it's got to go find what problem you can solve and what kind of client you can solve it for. One of the most popular arenas, you could call it, would be in the virtual assistant range. The uh, virtual assistant industry is blowing up, especially in light of COVID with everybody working from home. I see this being a real inflection point in the future of remote work. So this could be anything related to administrative, freelancing, marketing, like any type of skill that you have that you picked up from your day job or that you picked up over the years. I think you could turn around and offer that as a remote skill evenings weekends as time allows.
0: Hey, time for money. I totally get that. A lot of people, including myself, we not want to do that, but you're absolutely right. When I was just getting my business off the ground and I had zero money, I literally got fired from my job. I had zero money and I wanted to invest. So, yeah, I did do, you know, service-based consultations for different companies, whatever skills that I have. Like I at some points I was teaching English online. I was creating videos, you know, for brokers. So these were kind of my skills and it didn't pay much, but it paid enough so that I can kind of take off my grand, whatever idea that I had off the ground without actually going into debt and without getting a loan, which is, you know, you don't, you don't want to go into debt, right? No,
1: this is uh... Maybe it's not the end game, but it is a great starting point that can scale into something else or you can find other opportunities tend to arise once you're in motion. I mean, for me, like I started this whole thing, kind of started on the back of painting houses over the course of summer. It's like, well... I'm glad I'm not painting houses today, but it was fun work you know, while I was in college and it kind of transitioned into everything that has come since. So starting with the service-based business, I like all things remote freelancing right now. I think that is an industry poised for some real growth. Number two on my list is the affiliate marketing side hustle. We've had several guests on the side hustle show, including uh, most recently Tammy Smith from a site called FitHealthyMama.com, which started just a little over a year ago, and she peaked. I want to say a 20 grand in revenue in affiliate revenue in uh, Q4 during the holiday season. But for a one-year-old site to be bringing in that kind of cash, and for the sake of reference, she's kind of doing product reviews and product comparisons in the fitness space. So Peloton versus Ergata was one of her posts. And she's just writing these in-depth product reviews and starting to rank in Google and starting to collect some affiliate commissions on those, which has the advantage of, yeah, you're putting in a ton of time and labor up front that you're not getting paid for, but it is something that can scale down the road where you know people can be visiting your site, clicking on your links, buying these products without you standing in front of the computer and hand guiding or hand you know, answering somebody's email or doing remote admin work.
0: Right. So affiliate marketing definitely is a keyword that comes to mind whenever anyone thinks about an online side hustle. But you talked about SEO and that to me is pretty scary. Like, did your friend kind of get lucky or like, do you have to have a social media following? Like affiliate marketing in my opinion, kind of can actually be an actual business because you have to do the marketing, you have to do the SEO. Like, what are some like platforms that people can use when it comes to affiliate marketing that can make it a little bit easier than an actual business? Yes.
1: Well, the biggest platform is YouTube rather than learning the long game of seo and the constantly changing game of seo algorithms and all that stuff i mean in a broad sense it's giving people answering people's questions the longer form that question takes the better a chance a new site has as it builds up authority and it builds up backlinks and all that jazz but youtube surprisingly, it kind of allows you to shortcut that in a way. YouTube doesn't necessarily care how many subscribers your channel has, doesn't necessarily care when your uh, domain was established or when your username was established on YouTube. And it's similar. You can use a tool like TubeBuddy to kind of determine, okay, what's the sweet spot going to be of search volume, competitiveness, what I like talking about, what questions have I answered or solved in my own life. Some of the videos on my own channel are just me figuring something out, And recording a screen share of like, okay, here's how to do, like one of the most popular ones I had was like, how to create a folder in Gmail or something. And it was, you know, a one minute video, but still gets thousands and thousands of views. I'm just kind of surprised by that. If you can answer questions, you do it on video, you don't even have to be on the camera. That's something that can rack up some views and some ad dollars over time.
0: Just answer the questions, create actual value. So it's interesting that you said YouTube because there are so many different social media, like there's TikTok, there's Instagram, but YouTube is good because it's intent based. So people are actually looking for that question and then you can create a video that answers that exact question on YouTube and then add your affiliate marketing link basically to the description area of that YouTube video. And one of the tools that you mentioned was Tube Buddy. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Free chrome extension
0: is that better than vidIQ because that's what I use actually
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tested vidIQ some friends swear by it though
0: super awesome thank you so much so this was number
1: that was number two, two on, on
0: the list all right so what else do we have up your sleeve
1: yeah the YouTube was number three for me and the one advantage that YouTube has too is this like viral effect yes question and answer engine the second biggest search engine in the world but also has this viral element where you can start to show up in the sidebar, you can start to show up in these suggested videos. So I like YouTube for content creators. Again, very slow burn, putting in this speculative effort upfront where you're not getting paid, but hopefully something starts to spin in your favor. So that's number three for me. Number four is kind of a twist on those two, and that is the email newsletter. We're seeing a huge resurgence in email newsletters from companies like The Skim, from The Hustle, from Morning Brew, from, I I mean, there's just tons of examples here. The model that I have in mind or that I like to consume as a reader is the curated model where it's like, okay, these are the best three articles I found on whatever niche it is, whatever topic it is. And I can send that out once a day, once a week, however often you want to do it. But it's a huge value to readers because you're cutting through the clutter. You become part of their daily or weekly habit. And over time, as the audience grows, you can monetize with affiliate products, with advertising, or, you know, now that you've got people paying attention to you, you can build up your own products and services to help those people. So I'm kind of high on the newsletter, the email newsletter model, even seeing some people going into the realm of paid newsletters with uh, with tools like Substack these days.
0: That is awesome. So you basically like anything affiliate marketing related is, so the difference with having your own business is that instead of creating your own product, you're starting out creating value for your audience, whether it's through YouTube or it's on email marketing by showcasing and comparing other products that can be useful for your target audience. Am I getting it right?
1: So one example that comes to mind, so the skim is like kind of a news digest type of email. Like they are not, necessarily going out and doing the reporting, but they're sourcing that stuff. They're adding their own commentary. One that I like that just recently restarted up, it's called All-Star Money. It's a product of Motley Fool in combination with J Money, who used to own Budgets are Sexy. And it's like, here, here's the best three personal finance articles that we found today. Here's a motivational quote about money. Here's like some random trivia, but like, it doesn't take a ton of time to put together. And if you're the person who is already kind of consuming this type of content, like you're neck deep in this niche. Anyways, I think it would be a valuable service for you to put together that and start to build up your own audience. Cause you know, if you're into it, other people might be into it too, but maybe they don't want to read 20, 25, 30 blogs a day or watch all these videos. Like, Hey, you can vouch for it say, Hey, these are the three best things that I found today or found this week.
0: Let me know what you think filtering definitely is a value because there is no lack of information out there. It's just lack of time. And then people who put the time and energy into finding the right information and putting it in front of the right people are the ones who can actually create a following. So, so far we've had, well, side hustles like service space. We've had affiliate marketing, then YouTube. So I kind of felt like affiliate marketing and YouTube, you could, Kind of kill two birds with one stone, having your YouTube uh, like going on. And then as you go viral, then you can get paid by YouTube as well. So one side hustle turns into two, which is kind of cool. And then we have newsletters. So what is the last one on your list?
1: Number five on my list is print on demand, which is an exciting, I mean, print on demand is nothing new. Sites like Cafe Press have been around for, you know, since the early days of the internet. But what is new is some powerful syndication, uh, quality shirts, quality materials. Like, like, I'm pretty sure this was a print-on-demand type of operation. How this works is uh, you can do this through Merch by Amazon. You can do this through Redbubble. You can do this through Printify. I want to say is the one that I've got hooked up to my Etsy Etsy store. Yeah, uh, Teespring is one. Teespring, I want to say it's been a while since I've looked at Teespring. You, st- you have to have like kind of minimum orders. You got to hit your threshold before they print and ship. These ones will do one-off printing, which I think is really exciting. And so, I mean, this is not a huge income stream for my wife and I, but it to- it feels totally hands-off. It feels totally passive. When we hit the report, and we're like, "Hey, we sold ten shirts. We made fifty bucks this month." It's kind of like our sushi budget, and it feels like a very passive way to make a little extra cash. She does some stuff on Redbubble as well.
0: So basically that is like, so you create, you get a following somewhere and people become interested in you and they would want to buy shirts that have your logo on it. Is that how it works? (laughs) Yeah. So the
1: advantage here, I should have done a better job uh, explaining Is So no following required. This is taking advantage of either Amazon's built-in search engines, Redbubble's built-in search engines, and then Etsy integration with Printify or Printful, and some of these other providers where you could start to play around in, in the Etsy world as well. But it's, you know, come up with a clever saying, come up with some original artwork that on a t shirt, like we did. I think of an example. Like, so we got, first got started with this right around uh, Trump's inauguration. And the meme at that time was like alternative facts because he was like, I had the most people ever at my inauguration. And people were like, and then his press secretary was like, what the president presented was an alternative fact. And so we made some like alternative facts themed t-shirts or hashtag alternative facts. We did pretty well at that time. And that was our, how we got started there. and added to the portfolio
0: over time. That is so cool. So yeah, I mean, in the political landscape, now things are a little bit boring, but now we have things like GameStop <laughs> and like, I don't know, AMC. So there are a lot of memes. There is no shortage of memes really going on. And you're just saying you can literally just put a meme on a shirt. And make yeah,
1: it? we had somebody, I feel like my friend ordered one of these. He was like, Bitcoin accepted here or something. It was like, okay, I don't know if Bitcoin is trademarked or like if you have any sort of like legal issues with doing something like that, but, or you could do BTC. You're like, I think that would be kind of clever. You know, it's serving super niche audience of fans who would get it, who would be kind of in on the inside joke. And all of the printing, shipping fulfillment is handled by these third party providers.
0: Awesome. Nick, this is a lot of value that you provided here. So I know that this is you were just literally scratching on, on the surface. Where can our audience learn a little bit more about side hustles? And I know you have like so many of them. You just mentioned five of them right now. And learn a little bit deeper about how to make money and really put it on passive so that it doesn't feel passive. Like online store, Malu here is commenting, I started an online store thinking it was passive income and it was not passive income at all. So actually, could you go ahead and answer this question? Like, how do you actually make it passive? Can you actually make it passive?
1: And I will tell you the true passive income that I have is... Dividend stocks, it's investments, like all of the stuff related to online business. There's going to be some maintenance cost. It's certainly time leveraged, right? I'll give the example of the podcast. You know, it takes the same amount of time to produce the podcast that ten people listen to as it does to produce the show that ten thousand people listen to. So it's time leveraged and but not necessarily passive. Like I can create an article that will rank in Google and drive views and drive revenue. For months and hopefully years at a time but i still need to make sure that it is up to date i still need to kind of be promoting the brand on email and on social to kind of keep the um you know let google know that it's a living property so the, the more passive stuff is kind of what kiana talks about it's the more uh, investing side of things
0: thank you yes i've told my students over and over again you guys put your passion into your business and then let your money work for you on the. So a lot of people actually do the opposite. They are like super passionate about investing, they're trading, I'm like, no, investing is actually not supposed to create an income. Go put the passion, put the time into something that generates an income and then let it work for you. Let it generate true passive income through investing. Thank you for bringing that up, Nick. You are amazing. You guys, you got to go and check out sidehustlenation.com. Is there anything else that you would like to leave our audience with and where can they really find you? Is that the right link that I actually?
1: (laughs) You got it right. Sidehustlenation.com is the home base. If you hit up sidehustlenation.com slash ideas, you'll find kind of this laundry list of part-time money-making ideas that you can start today. And of course, we'd love to have you tune in to the Side Hustle Show podcast as well, which is interviews with successful side hustle business owners every Thursday.
0: Thank you so much, Nick. And thank you guys for watching. If you like this video, like it, share it with anybody else who would like to have a side hustle so that they can invest and create generational wealth. And I'll see you in the next episode of the Investiva Movement. Da da da